Run it! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the greatest podcast on earth about nonsense. I am Chris Cash from Mount Phillip Metalworks, joined by my co-host, Roy the Psychopath Scott. This is the Axe and Iron Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friends at That Works. You can find them on YouTube at youtube.com slash that works. Matt Stagmer and Ilya, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, are creating some amazing, amazing, magical fantasy <laughs> weapons. Magical. Being brought to life right in front of your eyes. So thank you to That Works YouTube channel for sponsoring this episode of the Axe and Iron Podcast. Thanks, Let's guys. Right we love you. It. We, we love, love you. you. What's your shirt say? No matter where I roam... Greenville, um, Indiana. Okay. I don't know what that will means. Will always be my home. Home of the oh. Tigers, baby. How was Thanksgiving, my friend? Uh, Did Thanksgiving you give was awesome. Thanks to everything you needed to give thanks to. I doubt it, but I mean, no. I mean, you that's just kind of the way. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, dude, it was really good. Um, we went to the in laws first, then up to my family. Uh, and it just so happens that my sister was going down to Chattanooga. On Friday, which my wife and I were going down there also, so she hitched a ride with us. We took her uh, down there so she could hang out with her daughter and have fun. So she did her thing, we did our thing, and then we drove back up on Sunday. And I tell you what, I love my sister Joe to death, but as soon as her butt hit the seat, yeah. she did not stop talking the entire fucking ride. How long was, was the just, ride? It's like five hours down, five hours back. <laughs> I mean, I, I see my sister. It's kind of good, though. No, it was fun. I see my yeah. sister and my family, just the major holidays or whatever. Yeah. So I, I don't see them very often. And you know how there are some people, and if Joe, you're listening, I love you, but she's probably not. She doesn't even, I don't even think she knows I got a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there are some people out there that just ask questions just to ask questions they don't yeah. necessarily care about the answer it, it, yes <laughs> so i'm explaining something and she's already loading up and she's going so what and i was like oh, and that dang. probably drives you nuts oh. i was like you say so a whole bunch and then Britt was like dude you say so all the time on the podcast and I was you do like, say so a lot what you do so yeah so there it I, mean, is. I just, I just fucking <laughs> dial us in. Let's dial it in. Dial, dial it in. in. Oh, so I right. know that it was your uh, six-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. That Thank you. You and your wife have been married, and I also know about a kick-ass cool gift that you got because you I reached was... out to me. Yeah. Go ahead and explain it. So Matt made a Damascus screwdriver. It was the very first one that he's ever done. And it was actually his personal screwdriver that he loved and adored and hung on the wall and was so proud of. And I said, uh, why don't we give this to Roy? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what? Because your wife contacted me with relatively short notice, like seven right, days to do something mm -hmm. kick ass for you. And uh, no. So he um, uh, gave you gave you his screwdriver, which I thought was pretty fucking that's gnarly. That's a gnarly screwdriver. 
Dude, I opened it and I and I about lost my mind whenever I saw it because I know yeah. like I was following him along him I was following the build along uh yeah. for the screwdriver that he built for uh Maker Camp Maker and Camp, I was like, yeah. God, that thing is fucking amazing. Right. And so whenever I got it, I sent him a message thanking him and everything and he was like, You do know that that was the prototype. That's that's yeah. one of one. That was yeah. my personal and I was like, Oh shit, no wonder it's all jacked up. Cool concept, though, right? <laughs> like, cool Damascus, like, beautiful Dude, it wood. Is, it's so it cool. It is beautiful. I love it. And I'm, and, and something I'm, as trivial as a screwdriver, is, he made it kind of kick-ass and wild-looking. And, like, it's small, but it's, like, such a cool yeah, piece. it is. Yeah. And, totally. and the significance of that was, and I don't know if your wife told you this, but apparently uh for your six-year anniversary you're supposed to get something made out of steel or iron iron uh, so she okay. apparently she did a little googly goo search okay. on that and found Got that out the old goggle yeah so uncle google said iron for six years what is years. that some uh a- a- astrological thing like i have to do no with... idea oh okay okay it Whatever. probably has something to do with like department stores or something Just trying to <laughs> trying to get our money i don't know <laughs> Uh, but yeah, seriously. I mean, I'm, I I joke that it was jacked up or anything. It, it is it's, flaw- it's flawless. It's perfect, and I love so it. So I knew you were going on uh, you guys' little vacation, and <laughs> he took forever to ship it. And yeah. So so he overnighted it. Uh huh. It was a hundred and twenty dollars to overnight that. <laughs> he came back and he goes, "It was a hundred twenty dollars." I said, "Uh, why did you do that?" <laughs> Really? It wouldn't have mattered if he got it after or during or whatever, but he was like, no, it was my fault. I should have shipped it out faster, and he wanted to make sure it was there before you guys actually left, so good. Everything worked out. It doesn't matter. It was cool Everything though. worked out. Everything so, worked out. So how was the trip uh, at Chattanooga? Like, what did you, Ch- Chattanooga? Chattanooga? Yeah, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Whatever. What do you, go, you, know, you guys do? Oh, just hang out in the hot tub and relaxed and... Yeah, I mean, hotel life, a couple of nice, really nice dinners, and then uh, awesome. they they have the U.S. largest freshwater aquarium, which we did. What? Um, Where's that at? Uh, right downtown on the river. It's been there for really? 20 years. Yeah. I so did not know that. At one time, it was the largest, the world's largest freshwater aquarium, and then someone, yeah. some other, like over in Asia, they built a huge one or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and they also have a saltwater aquarium Actually, right next door Dubai. to it. Actually, I think it's in Dubai that has the largest, largest one now. I, that would not surprise me at yeah. all. They have, they, anyway, dude, they have snowboarding so, mountains in yeah. Dubai. Indoor snowboarding. Indoor, yes, it's indoor, fucking. Yeah. So the one in uh, Chattanooga is badass or what? Oh, it's, it's awesome. And, and the way that it works out. Um, I want to go. So it's really cool. It's, yeah. it's very conceptual. You, you get in an escalator, and I was oh, okay. like. I was sweating because I'm, I'm terrified of heights and it's really claustrophobic and you're like climbing this escalator. It looks like a fucking roller coaster. No end in sight. There's like stainless steel walls. It looks like a, Wait, it's a like fucking house super of mirrors. Tall? Oh, yeah. It's like four stories or something tall because they take There's you all an the aquarium way to... in there? So will you listen to me? Let me fucking explain. Four story tall aquarium, Roy. So the concept is they're taking you all the way to the mountaintop. And there's like streams and stuff. And then as you go down and you like turn the corner and there's a monstrous like 40 foot fucking aquarium and it winds you around in different, you know, corridors and whatever. 
so you can see at different elevations how the aquarium kind of like fits into the whole ecosystem and it's not just north american fish it's all over the world but but it's it's tailored it's all freshwater yeah it's all freshwater yeah and it so you start at the top and as you work your way down it like goes to the ocean that's that's the theme of wait does it turn into salt water so then you go next door and then it's all the salt water stuff dang that sounds awesome dude i got it so fucking cool dude there's i got a similar thing like that at the national zoo in dc Mm -hmm. it's not actually in dc but it's right outside dc they have um a spot called this is my favorite thing to do so me and my wife used to go to the zoo when we first moved here a lot especially early in the morning because if you got there before 7 a.m parking was free but if you got there after 7 a.m parking was like $20 $20 for the day, which is whatever. <laughs> okay. So we used to wake up early and you get up there and you get to watch all the animals wake up. And it's a really, really, really nice zoo. But anyway, in the back section, they have a spot called Amazonia mm-hmm. and it's this enclosed rainforest. It's huge. And they okay. have a giant freshwater thing where you can see those Arapaima, Arapaima, uh-huh. I don't know what they're, they're South, uh, South American fish. But anyway, with you a huge in. long fin that looks like yeah. it's, it's very iridescent. Apparently very, their skulls are like harder than super hard steel. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, you walk in that thing and it's very similar to that where you walk in and you're in the jungle. It's super humid and hot because they're duplicating the rainforest climate. Mm-hmm. And there's monkeys running around inside. Yep. They're like open, free range. It's crazy. Are they throwing Parents, poop? No, they're not. They're like these little, those little, ta- what are they called? Tamaranian? Lemurs? Lemurs? No, no, no. The little tiny monkeys. Jesse James has one. But anyway. And the guy, the, 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 the monkeys with the symbols that try to creep. <laughs> I don't know what they're called, Roy. But anyway, you walk to the top and you, you're in the rainforest canopy and there's all these yeah. parrots and everything. And you're looking down into the tank that you looked at when you first came in the place. But anyway, it's incredible. And it didn't open till 9 a.m. And we would always get there super early. So mm-hmm. we would walk around the zoo. And, like, I'd be looking at my phone or my watch or whatever, like, 9 a.m., 9 a.m., 9 a.m. <laughs> you got to go. Like, yeah, we'd hide because the, the, the zoo is really, really big. It's a lot of walking. And we would always go down there. But that sounds very similar to the thing you're talking about in Tennessee that I want to go so, to. Because my wife goes to Tennessee, like, three times a year. Dude, yeah. I, I highly recommend it. So I went 20 years ago, yeah. and all of the all of the big tanks are made out of acrylic, right? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. 20 years ago, you could go up to the edge of the aquarium and just like grab onto the top. Like there's all these big terrariums with oh yeah, yeah, yeah. with alligators and snapping turtles and you know all like the whole ecosystem. Yeah, and, and it was like four four and a half feet tall. So it was right at the top of my head, and I could peek over and Look now into, it's still at the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> I could peek over and you know look at it, but now yeah. it's all like it's still there. But they yeah. they've added like this big shield and stuff, safety first bullshit or whatever. Um, people are people are idiots now. And they well, they are try to feed the animals or something. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And you know they got some toothy monsters stuff in there. So I mean, welcome I get it. to the aquarium yeah. podcast. <laughs> the the monster Monster (laughs) podcast (laughs) so how was your uh black raven friday uh i mean i made black Black ravens Ravens. they looked awesome dude they are they are awesome so good um i haven't i haven't 
done an official for sale post on the two that I made. I haven't made leather for them. Yeah. I, dude, I, I've, I did sell one. I, so I was, here was the plan to do four, put them all yeah. out on Black Friday. Yeah. Well, Black Friday, I have discovered, is a really, really bad time for me to do work because it's also my anniversary. I got, you know, uh, plus my family. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'll get to it on Monday. Well, Monday rolls around. The fucking guys are in my basement working. And yeah. I barely got anything done yesterday either. So this gotcha. whole time that these guys have been working in my basement, um, it's just... They're fucking awesome. They 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 are really good at what they're doing, but there's also I spend too much time down in the basement. I like I'm afraid to walk away basement because troll. because I'm so goddamn particular about things. Yeah. And there's a lot of work and rework stuff that we've done that, you know, probably could have been avoided, we but talked I go about to, that a little bit, right? Let's yeah. Go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just kind of adding up and we're getting to the end. Uh, I see the end. The end is in sight. But one black raven did sell, just to tie it back into that. And um, uh, so, if anyone is interested in those two black ravens, uh, one's a double bit, one's a single bit. They are available. Hit me up if you want those. Let's and, go. What years are those things? Is there a way to date um, date those? I don't know. Yeah. So it's everyone just does pre and post 1930. So if you get a black raven that just says uh, Kelly Axon uh, Toolworks on it. Yeah. Uh, that is, or Kelly Axon Tool Co. Um, that's a pre-1930. But if you get one that says American Fork and Hoe, it's after 1930. And that's just kind of the... <laughs> All right, thanks for not fucking mutant. Wait, did I not? No. <laughs> I did the same thing you did. You idiot. <laughs> Listen, you coughed last time in the last podcast, and I noticed yeah. you went back and you edited it. I did not. I swear I didn't. It might have just cut cut out. It did. It was so loud that it cut out, probably. <laughs> so loud. <laughs> fucking idiot. The audio so levels went too high. So what about you? Uh, what's going on? What happened with your Thanksgiving? All that sort of stuff. What happened? What I well, did, I mean, uh, how was it? It was awesome. I just, uh, my wife made a bunch of really great food. We went and hung out at our sister's house. Yeah. I did for like an hour. She ended up staying there for three days. Oh, and my God. I just, <laughs> Well, our sister's just right down the street, but anyway, we, uh, I just worked the three days, chilled out, relaxed. It kind of like, you gotta like reset your brain. I mean, Saturday and yeah. Sunday isn't really a thing for me, but like when a holiday fa- 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 falls in like a Thursday mm-hmm. and you're chilling with the family and you're like, tomorrow's Friday and then Saturday, mm-hmm. so it just like, it kind of resets you a little bit like, wait, this isn't the weekend. <laughs> Yeah, and my wife had like four days off, so she was hanging out. Just and I'm like, this is a weird feeling. Just I don't know, but no, everything was great. Just worked, and uh, yeah, got lots of really great tools coming down the line. Lots of really so, cool projects we're working on right now. And uh, speaking of to- cool pro- project, were you working cool on projects? Were you working on the the drill press vice station over Thanksgiving, or is that Went. Kind of, uh-huh. kind of. I had it in my head. More, I was working on the vice. The vice uh-huh. is uh, yep. so big, and it had some issues. You had to do and some repairs on it. I saw. Had to do some, uh, just yeah, yeah, like some tweaks. Not really repair repairs, but yeah, stuff. Gets, well, you had you had a all handle that's... that you you like. Oh yeah, it, di- it didn't have a handle, so I had to yeah. forge a handle for it, and I did that out of solid. 
And the scale of that thing is ridiculous. It weighs 208 pounds. That is awesome. Seven inch jaws and everything on it is huge. The lead screws two and a half inches thick, which is ridiculous for a vice. Mm -hmm. And then the handles like two inches thick, which is ridiculous. And everything's just big, heavy duty. But um, no, so I had it in mind as I was working on that, like I'm going to make another one of those kick-ass vice stands. And I did. And people love Dude, that thing that thing looks so good like you, Thank you, you did a you did a post Thank on you. it today and it looked I like did. you just like you pulled it out of that of liquid metal you know something. what's really cool is I, me and matt were talking about this i was trying to think of and to, to anybody out there that thinks i cut up like usable tools to make that shit that's not the case and i have a video on that that i'm going to sh- explain why i do this the way i mm-hmm. do it but um i think the repurposing and the uh coming up with new ideas on different ways to make like this one i called it a workstation because it's like legitimately a guy could have that in an anvil and that's it that could be your entire shop yeah because that has your tong holder on it has a hammer rack on it it has a tool tray on the back and a big giant vice it weighs 400 pounds you can bolt it to the ground and i think coming up with new kind of innovative nice looking ways to make old tools like a little modern but still old school at the same time like that vice was probably made in the 1800s right you know and then i'm like putting this kind of a modern spin on it but still trying to keep it usable functional nice looking i love them i think they're kick-ass matt is like the whole time i was working on it was drooling all over it Mm -hmm. of course and um he like wants one which we actually have the very very first one that i ever made i kept um, every one after that. This is only the fourth one that I've done. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I have another one that I'm going to do right after this because the interest in those things is huge. They're literally ridiculous. It's ridiculous well, the amount of messages I get about them. And I appreciate every single person. I'm glad that everybody loves them and thinks they're cool. But I want to continuously come up with new ideas because the thing about that is is i'm making that so i can make it however i want like the one previous to this had an anvil on it Uh i had a 55 pound anvil on it uh along with the tool rack and um yeah i just want to keep coming up with cool new ways to mount things and make things smaller footprints so you don't have to put a vice on a giant table and you know you're going to bolt shit down which is like that's such a kick-ass thing because you can like weld a stand together on a piece of plate, but it's still like it's still sliding around, still a piece of plate. But you get something that's actually made to be bolt- bolted down. It's like a fucking game changer. Well, the 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 thing that I find appealing to it, and maybe your customers do too, is that it's I hate fucking saying this. It's like a one-stop shop for a setup. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it really is. It is, and, and that's what so, I was trying to think of. But it also ties back into the wall control stuff. It not only is it functional, it looks good, and it displays your tools in a very art. I say hate to say artistic way. No, that's exactly what it is. Because I'll do a I'll do a thing. Listen, that tong rack, which is just a stupid half moon round four foot piece of flat stock. I literally worked on that for four hours yesterday because aesthetically I wanted it to look cool as shit. Yeah. So I like was figuring out different ways to do it. And I actually have a very similar rack. Again, people, this is just a flat piece of steel that I bend in, the, in a circle 
but I want it to look aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> so if you're if you're going through all the effort, why not make it look a little cooler? Yeah. Why not? And and if you're gonna spend X number of dollars on something, did it really cost? If if you were building this for yourself, would it yeah. really cost you that much more money to do it? No. And yeah. and and I'll just tie this back to the fucking big giant vice thing that Ben Snoor did. He had like a fucking open carriage thing, a whole little cubby thing, all those big rivet things that he yeah. made. Totally unnecessary. But when you walk in, you're like, holy fuck, where'd you get that? And 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 you would say, I didn't get that anywhere i built that fucking yeah thing. and yeah. that's what makes it cool and that's a lot what of, fucking sells it and i'm not trying to be uh shady in the way this thing is displayed or talked about but this isn't um uh, it's my i'm coming up with the ideas on what to do ultimately my buddy kevin was like yo you, you should do this and then i kind of joined with what he said but people think these are actual manufactured tools yeah they no, think that that's not at all really so Another way I was uh, talking about it was the way I'm going to talk about these workstations is it's the casting number of the base. Mm. So the D2064 is just a production casting number, but a D24 workstation is a fucking workstation, right? It is what it is. And, And people think, like, this is a manufactured tool. It's like, no, this is coming out of my brain, and I'm trying to figure out different ways to mount things and make things cool. So... Not trying to be misleading is what I'm saying. A lot of people. Well, just call it. A, so, so what's the base? What is it right now? What's the base? The base is from a drill press. No, no, no. With the base number, what did, what did you say? Oh, D, uh, 20, 2064. 2064. Yeah. So just yeah. call it like Mount Phillip Metalworks 2064. Like right, Mount but every, M- but, but here's the thing: every casting is going to have a different number on it. That's fine. It so I call, there was one I did before called the C22. Which yeah. is a 22 inch drill press. But anyway, my whole point of that is I just think it's interesting to take this thing, this drill press, and then turn it into a workstation. Like yeah, it's pretty it's awesome. It's, it's, I, I don't know. I, I get jazzed up about it. And a lot of the things that uh, I want in people's shops are things that I get excited about. Like every single thing that leaves out of here are kind of like, dang. So kept yeah. Dang. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for the, that lathe. The dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Except for that lathe. Except for that lathe. Listen, did I ever tell? I don't know if I should tell the story about the lathe. Oh, I'm not going to tell the story about the lathe. We'll let the lathe. It's still we'll for sale. Someone come no, no, get no. it. No, 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 no. The lathe is gone. What? What? But, what? How did yeah, I miss that? Oh, it's gone. We but were the, we were even talking about it at Maker Camp. Oh yeah. So the deal. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to. Come, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm going to tell the tail end of the story. So uh, the guy goes, look at the lathe. We uh, sold the lathe. He's looking at my trailer. Oh, can you deliver it? Yeah, I'll deliver it, but it's not going to be free. Oh, how yeah. much? Okay, we come to a price. So me and Matt take me and Matt deliver it. It's only an hour down the road. No problem in Virginia. So we get there. Okay. This, this mile. <laughs> your your voice gets lower and more serious. Been, this was the beginning of a horror movie. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it was a sketchy, sketchy place. So, jokingly, I said, "What are you just gonna work outside with this thing? You know, this is a big lathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three phase. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna work outside. Ha! Okay. We'll laugh about All it. All right. Nope. We legitimately. Uh, Took it off with a boom truck and just left it outside. And I was like, where are you going to put it? He's like, right here. Right. <laughs> I ain't moving it. But anyway, the house, it doesn't matter if I talk about this. It does not matter at all. 
The house has no windows, no doors. The, um, literally, um, <laughs> if you bumped into this, it's a big house, two-story house. If you bumped into this house with your vehicle, the whole thing would fall over. Okay, and so if thought, it has no doors, how do you get in? Does he like crawl through a tunnel? No, 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 no. You said it you had no look doors. Right in, yeah, no doors, no windows. You could look right in, see where everybody was sleeping, where they were eating. What? Uh, yes. Very bizarre. <laughs> jokingly, so you're, you're in I said, West Virginia or Virginia? Virginia. Jokingly, I said, oh, this is this must be where you guys stay because there's like four or five guys that work there. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is where we stay. Uh, what? <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> I don't know what this place was. I kind of have an idea. Did they did they have blue skin? They <laughs> no, but they were probably involved in some illegal activities. I can tell oh, you that. Oh my god. Yeah, but uh, they the paid with was, cash, and you got the fuck out of there. He was a, yes, exactly. So we start exploring the property a little bit oh with Matt, myself, and the guy that owns it, because there was a lot of uh, work trucks there. And Were you stepping I, over needles? No. No, no, no. Nothing drug. No, no, no. Illegal, when I say illegal activity, it was nothing drug related. It was um, ultimately, I think it was a chop shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were getting vehicles from somewhere, chopping them up, and then selling the parts. So the whole reason behind him wanting the lathe was that he was repairing, which I think is stolen equipment every second. Oh my God. <laughs> But anyway, I have no idea. I don't know that. Allegedly, you know, that's what it looked like to me. Sure. I'm not sure, sure. saying that that's what somebody was doing. He's not listening to this show. He when there's have five out people there. living in a house with no doors or windows. What, uh, did they just like shimmy in between like why boards and stuff? No, to why, get do in? You think, why do you think? Why are you saying that like that? There's because no you say doors. no doors. How no do they doors. fucking get in? How you do they walk fucking... in the doorway with no doors? Oh, on it. well, no way. When you say <laughs> why no, why do you not do- get that? <laughs> when you say no doors, I there's thought you were no talking doors. about like I no. thought you were so talking about. So the frame about a... is there, but there's God. no doors. Every you didn't say that. You I didn't no say do- no walls. I said no doors. No, 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 doors. no. Listen, listen. Here's how my fucking brain works. <laughs> oh, I, said, I gotta hear this. You said Good. it was like a horror movie, and I'm thinking, it won right, a, cool. yeah. Will you listen to me, motherfucker head? Picture a house. I know. I'm no trying to explain to what doors. I fucking pictured. You go. It has no doors and no, no doors. windows. No I windows. Immediate, I immediately think yeah. of Rob Zombie and like Land of a Thousand Corpses. Exactly or that house. But, but listen, with literally no doors and no yeah. windows, so it's like a box that has. Full walls all the way around it, and you oh. have to go into like a no, no, no. So, so picture every wall is fucking blank. No. So picture that house from House of a Thousand Corpses, two story tall with no doors and no windows. You right, can no see inside of doors it. or windows. I'm thinking no. of like the a door total creeper there, house. The yeah. window frames are there, but you could literally walk inside of this place. That is where they were sleeping. That is God. where they were eating, and yeah. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. So we. That we sounds like fucking like uh, children. What was that name? Of oh, that it was weird. like people under the stairs kind of like, shit. Like they just kind of come creeping listen, out. Like hey hey hey. I get. On? I'm extremely fine with going to new places. None of that yeah. stuff creeps me out. I'm not scared somebody's gonna rob me or anything like that. Yeah. But this place, this place was weird. 
And that was weird. When me and Matt got back in the truck, I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. All I kept saying was, that was weird. That was very <laughs> weird. So I just, we were like walking in the back in the back of the property where he has a bunch of old uh, work trucks is what they were. Old flat bell, flatbed welding trucks and crane uh-huh. trucks and plow yeah. trucks. And we're just talking about trucks. And he and it just got weirder and weirder the further back in we went and i kind of just stopped midways i was like all right cool thanks yeah we're good we're We're out of here and oh not this you want to know another strange thing yeah as we're driving back this guy's lane the entire lane it's like it's like probably half a mile back to the place off Mm -hmm. the beaten path the lane is covered in astroturf like golf course astroturf and what? not nice, not, not nice. nice. I'm talking about like rolled out in 1973, and that's like, and it's all frayed and bullshit. It's all frayed and gnarly, and I'm just yeah. like the whole lane all the way back to this place, and I'm like, it's classy. What that's classy. Going on, and it's not like it was smooth. There was giant potholes, and like, well, maybe they were playing mini golf on it or something. Who no, fucking knows? No, it was just one of those. Uh, <laughs> Just it you just know, added a level of weirdness to everything. At the time, I even made the comment, like when he was explaining what they do back there and everything. I said, "Well, all this is illegal, right?" And he kind of he just he, looked at you. No, he went, "Yeah, what?" And I was like, "Okay, yeah," because they were straight up was like, "Yeah, it's illegal. yeah." I mean, not not what Listen. they were doing, but where it was and and how they gotcha. were doing it. That Listen. was yeah, it was weird. Are they- are they friends with Ilya? No, 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 not at all, <laughs> not at all. But anyway, yeah. That's, so that's the, the quick story, the, the quick to not quick so story of the lathe. But uh, overall, it was fine. It's out. Dude, you're gonna air, get a knock you know? on your door in the middle of the night tonight. Not at all. <laughs> no, they don't have all. internet. You know, I did kind of think about that because the guy was here <laughs> and checking out all our stuff, and he wanted to buy like he stuff came like, to your house. Yeah, well, yeah, to look at the lathe. And he, he, the guy's fine. I, I have no problem with the guy, but, um, he was looking at everything else, wanting to buy all the other cool shit, like that cool power hacksaw. Uh-huh. He's like, how much, how much, how much? I'm like, no, I'm not selling that. And then like, I had a, a really nice camelback. Matt has a nice camelback back there. And he's like, how much is this? And I was like, no, not for sale. He's like, come on, you sell it. I'm like, no, I'm not selling it. Really? But, yeah. So I just saw, so listen, like, I told Matt, I was like, well, cause nobody messes with anything here. And I was mm-hmm. like, if anything goes missing. <laughs> yeah, I know where to find it. I know exactly where to find it. So, but anyway, yeah. It's hey, gone, word of the wise, when he, when he pays you, make sure you have that little, that little fucking marker so you can check his <laughs> bill. <laughs> I looked at every serial number. Because there you go. Like, yeah, like hold serial. him up to the sky. Like, yeah, I can see that thing I, in there. My father-in-law got burnt like that. He sold a four-wheeler for like 3500 bucks. Yeah. The guy, first of all, which would have been a red flag to me was the guy brought a U-Haul box truck to come pick it up. And he walks into the house, starts recounting the money, and notices that all the serial numbers are exactly the same. Holy fuck. Oh, yeah, dude. It was like seven seven months for him to get the four-wheeler back. By the time he got it back, it was like ruined. Yeah. It was destroyed. Of course. But, um, But they ended up catching the guy. The guy ended up getting busted by a red light camera. They found his photo on a red light camera. No, listen. On a red light camera, riding the four wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> so the detective asks him. He says, "Is this the guy?" He says, "Yeah, this is the guy." Wait, 
That's my four-wheeler, too. <laughs> Shit's sake. So, yeah. Dude, like, a couple stuff. of years ago, I was on the grand jury in my little town, right? So we hear Whoa. all these sirens going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I say they're dead people. It's probably a mix between dead and meth. Um, <laughs> So I'm on People the grand dying from meth. It could be. But yeah. I'm on the grand jury and it lasts for I don't know how long it was. It was like three Wait, months or case? something. What was the case? No, the grand jury is the prosecutors take all their evidence and they uh-huh. submit it to the grand jury and the grand oh, okay, jury okay. says, Yes, you you have enough information Wait, to indict and you were them. On that? Yeah. I, I, yeah. It was before I had like visible neck and throat tattoos. They would they would <laughs> before you actually look like a yeah. convict. <clears throat> really. They no way would they have picked me. Right. So anyway, 90% of all the cases were drug-related, heroin, meth, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And I'm telling you, almost every single case that got brought in front of us was right. Johnny's driving down the road with a busted taillight, turns right, doesn't put on his signal, and gets pulled over for a traffic violation. Cop sees, puts his fucking flashlight in, and there's meth all over the back seat. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. Do we have enough dead, evidence to? <laughs> I mean, dead fucking serious. Wow. Someone, you know, they got caught speeding. Someone, in yeah. you know, we like the we have this small downtown, and yeah. this cop, like, like you know where the fucking cops sit, and it's like right. four in the morning, and he's just sitting there dozing off, and car goes by, and and dips below the fog line, the white line yeah. that pulls him over just for a normal thing, and yep. No, there's a scale back there. There's wow. fucking rolls of $100 bills in plain fucking sight. I mean, it, it, I'm telling you, if you're a drug dealer or user, just make sure you have a decent car. <laughs> Look, hide rules. your stuff, okay? I, you don't if even you have to hide the, it. Just don't get pulled over for something the, completely unrelated. What was the Clint Eastwood movie where he was like 90 years old or 80, 80 years old and he was peddling drugs? Grand Torino? That's not Gran Torino. <laughs> the he other was battling drugs? Yeah, so it's a really, really good movie. It was just recent, like the last two years. So uh, Clint Eastwood retired and started running drugs for the Narcos. And he was an old man with an old pickup truck. And they're like, nobody's going to su- suspect the old man with the right. old pickup truck. So they were putting tons of cocaine in the back of his truck. And he was driving oh, it across the board. This movie. Oh, it's a great movie. But anyway, he got pulled over. Yeah. But, Canines going nuts. He got pulled over by a drug. Why did he get pulled like over? Um, I don't Busted taillight. No, no, no. It was like driving too slow, actually, is what it was. There you go. A highway. Unrelated anyway, traffic violations yeah. is what I'm getting you got, at. You got to see the flick. It's really good. But um, he ends up making a pile of cash, and then he buys a brand new truck. And the, the cartel's like, what are you doing with this brand new truck? We yeah. didn't hire you because you were driving a brand new truck. We hired you because you're driving this old farm truck. Really? You know, nobody's going to suspect the 85-year-old man, but it's a great flick. And um, anyway, ultimately, it doesn't lead to anything good. So great, hey, great movie, though. I don't know what it's called, of, though. Go ahead. Speaking of great fucking movie, whatever, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm, yeah. I was behind the curve on Cobra Kai. And if all uh, you guys. I can't get into that. I tried to watch the first episode. All right. So here's what you have to do. OK, you have to go and watch Karate Kid Part One, Karate really? Kid Part Two, Karate okay. Kid Part Three. Okay. And then, so I saw Karate Kid in the drive-in, the Georgetown drive-in theater whenever I was a kid, when it first came out. So I loved Karate Kid. Okay. And so whenever 
I heard about Cobra Kai this past summer, like everywhere yeah. I went, and it's been out since 2018. So it's not yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was new or anything. And everyone's like, oh, you got to watch Cobra Kai. And I was like, Listen, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna fucking settle in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put in the work, and I'm you gonna binge watch it. watched it, didn't you? I'm gonna I'm gonna watch all the movies in order oh to re God. you know reacquaint myself. And I want to relive the experience of when I was well, so ten years old, wanting to be Karate what, Kid. What they do really well in Cobra yeah. Kai is they just draw on all these little fucking Easter eggs, you know yeah. that. And and then if you if you have recently watched the films, you're like, oh, I know that little reference. Or, or and ah, uh, okay. The bad guy or yeah, antagonist yeah, yeah. Johnny uh-huh. uh, Johnny Lawrence, the blonde yep. hair guy. Yeah. He he carries the show. He calls everyone a dumbass, a pussy, um, and just he's like, oh, that's badass. I remember just going over and hanging with some babes. And he he is stuck in 1984 in that character. But it's, it's current. Just, and it's so fucking hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. The Clint Eastwood movie is called The Mule. It came oh, out there in you 2018. Go. Yeah, so it's a really good, really good movie. I recommend anybody go watch that. Uh, speaking about um, illegal drug trade and all this other oh. crazy stuff, I haven't watched anything like of any substance outside of nature shit in a while. But I watched this documentary. It was on Hulu, which I didn't have Hulu, but on Black Friday they did um 99 cents for the year or something what yeah so i went ahead and just got it i'm like it's a buck and i get this shit mm-hmm. or it was 99 cents a month i think so it was 12 dollars gotcha. for the year gotcha so i got it. anyway there was a there was a documentary on there that matt told me i had to watch it was called sasquatch and it was <laughs> no hang on hang on hang on it was three hours long it's called sasquatch it literally three me- hours three hours i didn't know in uh, i'm sorry three one hour episodes gotcha. so i watched all of them, because once you start watching the first one, of you course. Gotta, anyway, it has nothing to do with the actual Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. The, the movie's just called, Sa- uh, the documentary's called Sasquatch. Really, really well done. I suggest anybody go watch it, but apparently there's a spot in Mendocino County, California, up in the mountains, where they've been uh-huh. growing, uh, since before weed was legal, they were always growing giant weed plots, yeah. fields up there. And that's three guys, dangerous, freaking dangerous, dangerous. Anyway, yes. that's what this whole documentary oh, is very about. Cool. Yeah. So three guys get killed, get dismembered. Oh, Jesus. yeah. Big time. The weed's still there. Blood everywhere. Body parts everywhere. Guy comes out of the mountain and says, I just saw Bigfoot kill three guys and dismember them. No. Hence the name Sasquatch. Oh, my so, God. So I'm not going to reveal anything else. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you're interested, it's about weed. It's about illegal activity up in those mountains and the crazy. They go into, like, how the weed market is actually – the legal weed market is actually really, really dangerous now that they legalized it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Said it made it, like, five times worse. Anyway, they got tons of interviews. Really, really well done documentary. Go check it out, though. It's crazy. Like – the guy's like, I know I'm filming a documentary right now. Yeah. But you could not like this would. Yeah. You could not make, make this, this up. story up for right. a movie. And right. he's like, it's just so bizarre. And they talk about this happened in 1993. Yeah. And the guy sitting in this other guy's cabin. This is at the very intro of the documentary. So I'm not giving anything away. And this guy comes in and he's, he's all tweaked out of his mind. He's like, three people just got killed by a Sasquatch. <laughs> by a Bigfoot. And the guy's like. What are you talking about? 
He's like, they just got killed by a Bigfoot. And oh my god, yeah, I should totally story, watch this. It's so good, and the story unfolds. And uh, the ending was kind of lackluster. I think that it could have been an hour-long documentary, and it would have been mm-hmm. just as entertaining because a lot of the details that were in it were kind of dumb. Like, you didn't even yeah. know that part of the story. It didn't sure. matter to yes. the end result. But the end is fantastic. Um, I'm sorry, the end is, isn't is as good. The beginning is fantastic, though. The beginning, middle, the end is, you know, whatever. But a uh, good documentary, nonetheless. On a world that, you know, we were talking about getting into all these crazy worlds. Like, yeah, I yeah, know, yeah. I didn't even know that existed, that that's oh, been dude. going on since yeah. the 70s, you know? Uh, and I knew they're... about the illegal grow places, like the fields, but I didn't mm-hmm. realize how out of control it was up there. Right. To the point where, you know how they do, you watch one thing on these streaming services and they suggest mm-hmm. another thing? Oh, yeah. Well, the next thing that came up when the documentary was done was called Murder Mountain. Oh, and it was dude, yeah. another documentary about people getting killed up there because of the illegal uh, you know, sales of not that the drugs illegal, but the sales of the, of the drugs. So, uh, back, back, I don't know when it was early, mid two thousands or something like that. There was a movie that came out. It's called cannabis kid based on a true story Uh in Uh North Idaho, right in Coeur d'Alene, um, uh, Hayden Lake area. And they were running these were kids, like teenagers running Running drugs, running drugs from they were going up to Canada, getting the B.C. bud because, you know, pretty lack, you know, like pretty loose laws up there. Gotcha. And they were bringing them down and trafficking all of this fucking money and drugs. And yeah, it's a really like the movie's kind of silly or whatever, but like the actual you know, the basis of everything, the the, the story itself is fucking crazy. So uh, just imagine a bunch of 17, 18, 19 year old kids yeah. and they and they, you know, overnight have a blazillion fucking dollars. Of course, they're going to get caught. They're fucking yeah. stupid kids <laughs> and, and everything just goes out of control real quick. But anyway, that's crazy. I mean, it's, it's worth a watch. Can't. Uh, yeah. Cannabis kid. True story. North Idaho. Here at the Axe and Iron Podcast, we yeah. tell you everything about freshwater aquariums and illegal <laughs> narcotic sasquatches. Uh, so we've talked about black ravens and a tool rest. What about that Wilton four and a half inch vice? What happened to it? Did you sell disappeared, it? Disappeared instantly. God yeah. damn it. Disappeared instantly. That was a, that was a nice vice. Yeah. Well, I got another. I know you're sweet on those Wiltons, but I have a mm-hmm. Starrett mm-hmm. 626, which is a um, – you know, I've said it multiple times, and the bench vice guys know, so I'm not hurting anybody's feelings. I don't give a crap about a bench vice. But I have the Starrett the 626 coming up. Six, a Starrett 626 has six-inch jaws, and it weighs 175 pounds. Jeez Louise. So it is a healthy, healthy vice with yeah. a swivel, swivel base and all that. But it is in immaculate, pristine condition. And so. – um, it is going up probably at the end of this week, but anyway, the bench vice guys say that this is the best made bench vice ever available ever. What? Like, yeah, like the, right, the so in terms of construction. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know, or I don't know, nor do I care gotcha. about bench vices. But apparently, the construction, the castings, the Little things they did to make this bench vice just that much sweeter. It has a little shelf to support the. So when you when you extend the jaw way out, it has a shelf underneath the actual mm-hmm. uh, tailstock of the jaw. I guess is what you call it, mm-hmm. and it like supports that and just all the castings and everything all around are really really beefy. 
Um, but I posted a little teaser on it when Ooh, I was teaser. Uh, working on the anvil and the vice at the same time. I actually had to get the um, some of the little parts on the vice, like the little handles that uh, loosen mm-hmm. from the swivel mount. They had a little bit of rust on them, so I just dunked them in some evaporust. But anyway. Uh, oh, that's a great segue. I got to talk to you about the Guys, the I did that little tweezer and teaser, and these guys went nuts. They were like, you got a 626? I need that. I need that. Because apparently it's oh, like a shit. rare model or whatever. And I'm going to be fairly reasonable with the price. I was like, well, I'm not selling it yet because it's not done. And I give yeah. everybody an equal shot. So all these guys that slide into my DMs oh, trying know. to buy shit before I'm done with it. <laughs> Dude, I, I get that shit all the time, too. So so dial me in on kind of price on these vices, if you don't mind. So the uh, Wilton bullet went for 300 that's 100 percent fair and better than well, fair that's why it sold instantly yeah and i, I kind of priced uh that according to like can you go on ebay and hit buy it now you know, because okay. there's because of the wilton boom that happened in the last two years um, you're, welcome. you're welcome you can go on <laughs> ebay and pick your size you want pick mm-hmm. your style pick your color whatever and just hit buy it now right so I give, you know, I put it up for 300 and I give everybody the option to like to buy it because it's cheaper than going to eBay and hitting Was buy it a it local guy? No. It went to North so Carolina. You, ship, you shipped it? Yeah. Ugh. Oh, this is, I mean, I ship big shit all the time. Yeah. I tell you what, it was a lot easier than shipping a leg vice, which yeah, I, I ship all the time. <laughs> so well, what about. I to throw up in a box. So the stair might get strapped to a pallet or something, but. Because that's going to so, be 175 pounds, unless somebody wants to come get it. The anvil, the day I posted it, um, oh, I'm sorry, your, your name is slipping my mind. I know you listen to the podcast, but he drove four hours down from New Jersey and picked it up that day that I posted it. So he's been looking for a anvil for a long time. Texted all, texted his buddies, and his buddy wrote him back and said, that's Chris Cash. Go buy that right now. Because mm. <laughs> he was asking if he was getting a good deal. And yeah, yeah. He got, and he texted me back instantly and said, I'm on my way. I'm leaving my house. It's four Ooh, hours that's and awesome. two minutes. And I was like, okay. So sure. he's just he's just starting to get that. That was actually his first anvil. He's just getting a blacksmith shop up and running. And he was like, I buy once, cry once is what he told yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was, like, was that that Fisher that you put up? Is that, yeah. is that what I'm thinking of? Yep. That thing yep. looked really nice. Yeah, it was really good. Really nice. It looks pretty crisp on the top. Very crisp, and like all the factory um, castings were still intact. Nothing was all chunked up or anything. Really, I mean, someone told me about it. I don't look at your shit. I believe that 100%. (laughs) But no, very, very good example of uh, those anvils. But anyway. So, dial me in on price on the Starrett. Just kind of ballpark here. Uh, The Starrett's probably going to be like 450. Okay. Yeah. So, if that's a lot of ice for 450. So if someone said, Chris Cash, yep. name your favorite bench vice, what Whoa. would you say? Uh, probably the Bugatti. Oh, come on. Yeah. Where else? You, it falls into that category of find another one. All right. Your favorite production fucking bench vice, <laughs> bitch. Um, I like the Wiltons. I like the Bullets. I had a... Yeah, I had an 800 here one time. That's incredible. When you see a you Wilton. You had an 800? I had an 800, yeah. I gifted it to my friend Scott that I don't think he listens to the podcast. Maybe he does. 
He better better listen to it. Jeez, I made him this beautiful uh, Stanford riveted together badass with this Wilton 800 on top of it. I think the Wilton 800 weighs 220 pounds or something like that. The vice stand weighed like another 200 pounds, delivered it to his shop, slid it into this empty spot that he had. And I was like, here, man, this is yours. Thanks for all. Cause he's helped me a ton over the years. Just we've drove gotcha. cross country together and just hung out and stuff. And he's been on tool picks with me. He goes, Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's to it. this day. To this day, I don't even think he's touched the handle of that vice. Oh, my God. But it's in a good spot. He's got an amazing shop with a bunch of really, really cool tools. But, uh, yeah, so uh, the 800's cool. I like the C3s. Uh, shout out to our buddy Carl. He's got a Wilton C3 on his uh, acorn table with the, the high-jawed mm. six-inch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love those vices. I don't know why. Every time I see one in person, it's like, holy shit. That's like yeah. that kind of the iconic Wilton look to me, you know? I know the ones you got, the ones you have are like the ones I just sold, but right. they're C3s with the high jaws. And yeah. They're, they're big, and it's just like, I, yeah. I love those vices. I don't know. They're, they're pretty cool looking. But there's a lot out there. Like, I'm friends with Alex, the Vice for Vices guy. Um, you know, Zach from the Tradesman's Corner, all the bench vice guys that I always make fun of all the time. Mm-hmm. They get really sweet on like all these either mini vices or like something with a weird um, handle mechanism yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Just the I anomalies. Don't, I don't care about any of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get excited about them. I don't know why. I just can't get excited about them. Do you know where I first saw Wilton Vice? Where's that? Uh, on Instagram. And as our oh, buddy, yeah. shout out to uh, Andrew Alexander, Blacksmith Tools. That's oh, the yeah. First, first time. And well, he's no got kidding. fucking racks and rows of them, yeah. right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I just became obsessed with them. And the very first one that I ever saw or found or whatever was my five inch that is in all of my videos. Oh, cool. Uh, and I got this for a hundred dollars off yeah. of mar- marketplace years well, ago. No, there was a time when you could buy them for a hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, or even I've seen some for like 50 bucks, you know, four inch Wiltons. But now these mm-hmm. maniacs went crazy for some reason on the Wilton game, which I guess they're cool vices, you know? There's, yeah. There's a lot of other vices out there. It's like to, to turn this one vice into like this crazy mayhem of price gouging is ultimately what it is. It's like, insane to me but i get it they're beautiful vices and when they're done they're even you know, like yours are badass yeah fresh powder coat of the what year are yours do you know they're um 60s to 70s yeah to, for something to be 60s you know 50 years old and they look like brand freaking nudes it's and a testament so that, to how good they made those vices and and that's honestly why i like these so much is because they they do have a sexy look and it's the smoothest vice I've ever used in my life. I mean, yeah. especially in the summertime when the fucking grease gets, you know, oh gets, yeah, it, I mean, it, 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 yeah, it just, it, <laughs> yeah, you can just fucking swing the fucking lead screw just in and out with a goddamn finger. Yeah, man. I mean, there's it's a lot just, to be said for that. Yeah, those bullets are like known for their usability. They, I mean, you're not going to do that with the 626. It's got a freaking two and a half foot handle yeah. on it. Weighs like yeah. 18 pounds just the handle, you know. No. And uh, speaking of other big vices, uh, I gifted, I know he listens to podcasts, my buddy Matt Harris with an 8-inch Prentice, uh, like giant 200-something pound 
and he left it sit on the shop floor for like two years before he actually did anything with it. <laughs> but now he made he made an awesome stand for it. And and funny story leading back to that is uh, the first time I, I talked to Will in person when we actually got to see each other when, when he did the hammer and it matched. So the first thing he said to me was, I can't believe you gave Matt. He, he knew the model number because Will's all into uh, bench vices and can't believe he gave Matt that vice for nothing. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's the first thing he said to me. <laughs> Dude, that was pretty nice of you. You just gave him that for nothing. I was like, oh, yeah. But no, I he, he made a kick-ass stand for it, though. He's got it in his uh, in the in the shop out there now. They use it all the time now. Speaking so. of Matt Harris, I would just like to say thank you, Matt Harris. Now, listen, listen. Thank that you, rep- thank you, listen. thank you. For you saying you're the only one that doesn't get it, so I got actual. No, phone you didn't. Calls. Listen, no, I got you didn't. Actual phone calls you about that reference. No, for one thing, what no one calls you. Number two, that did not that's happen. Exactly what they said was, "What in the hell was he talking about?" And I'm like, "I have no idea." We're done with the episode. He explained it, and I still have no idea. <laughs> anyway. Uh, speaking of Will Stelter, that is going to be next week's guest. Oh, he's down in uh, Florida right now with our buddy Steve Schwarzer, the wizard of uh, Mosaic Damascus and all things blade related. And as soon guess as guess who back, else was with him down there? Oh, who? Uh, hang on, I know this, but I don't know this. Go ahead. He's down there with Will right now. Yeah. Or whenever they're going down. Who was it? Evan, Evan Watson, yeah, the hand right. engraver. Okay, yeah. Evan made some rounds. He went to... Yeah, he went up to uh, Hoffman, and then... Are you there? Are you there? You're frozen, buddy. Oh, you were frozen. Yeah. It's all good. Go ahead. So, yeah, Evan went up to North Carolina to hang out yeah. with Hoffman, and then they went over to Jason Knight's place for the hammer mash. Yeah, that was cool. And they were working on a squid tentacle. Really? They were. They had like wow. a um, competition live stream. I watched it where like you got to forge for like a half hour and then you had to switch mm-hmm. workstations and go to another workstation with a different pair of tongs, a different hammer and all that shit. So well, it's pretty that's interesting. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. So I was hanging out with my wife. This was yeah. this past weekend. And I started uh-huh. getting fucking drunk texts from Liam Hoffman saying, get in line. <laughs> I, okay. Listen, Evan, Evan is Liam engraving was not my stuff an- before. He was not inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they came across. Drinks. I don't oh, think Liam drinks. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I've, I've, I've given that guy plenty of fucking beers. Um, he starts giving me, he starts sending me these fucking texts. Get in line. I'm going first. Evan's engraving my axe first. And I was like, bitch, back the fuck up. <laughs> Evan has had my fucking axe for months now. Get Speaking in fucking line. of having somebody's axe. You got one of my axes still. Uh, the the oh, the Colin. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. finally noticed. Yeah, you finally fucking noticed. <laughs> you should uh, put that thing together. Maybe we can do something with it. I am. I am. I am. Yeah. Um, I'm not talking about today. I'm just talking about soon. That'd be a cool thing to show that because I don't think you've ever done an axe that looks like that. I have in not. Your feet. I yeah. have not. And for that's those a pretty guys, wild looking axe. Like that's why I owned it because I was like, damn, this is cool shit looking. <laughs> it, it it is very cool, and it's got the paper label on it. For the listeners out there, we are talking about a Collins Legitimus South American uh, wraparound pole axe. Um, 
it's like four and a half pounds or something, and it has again the original paper label on it. So it's really super. That was cool. so. When you say South American, it was made here but imported there, right? Correct. Is that what it was, or was yes. it made there? Okay. Pretty sure it was made here for the South American market. Who was the guy that the on the podcast you got kicked off of? What was that guy's hmm. name? What was that guy's name that did the Mike Miller? Was, is it Miller seventy two? Is that his thing on Instagram? Uh, I think it was at one time. Um, I think that's what it is because he talks to me a lot. No, no, no. Same that's guy. a that's a different person. That's a different person. Yeah, he uh, Mike Miller goes by uh, Double Bit Axco. Oh, okay. Then I'm thinking. So back else. in the day, it was Operator 1975, and if anyone is looks Miller, for it, is Miller something having to do with axes? Miller 72. I don't know. Uh, I mean, well, this I'm guy's sure. got an axe page, and his name's Miller. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he, I follow I think I follow him or he follows me. And yes, um, and he's got some really cool axes also and knows a lot about axe history and that sort of Miller's stuff too. axes and tools. Maybe this is yeah. a completely different guy. OK, I always assumed it was Mike Miller. No, it is not. But this is not collector, seller and moderate user. Mm-hmm. Connie's crosscuts and anything. Shout out to Miller's axes and tools. <laughs> no idea. I thought you were somebody else, but oh, I'm, you fucking asshole. Well, I think I've I've been kind to him the entire time. So <laughs> we're good. We're good. I anyway, like how anyway. you reference the show that you got kicked off of. <laughs> well, I mean, you got kicked off of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> Burns you up to this day. Actually, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to uh, fucking talk else? about it. Hey, I'll tell you what else. And you yeah. fucking mention it. You evaporust. Okay. So oh, yeah, yeah, about yeah. about a month ago, uh-huh. our buddy Lucas, Man Made in Mass, yep, yep, he yep. does a dumb video of him putting in a giant C-clamp into his 55-gallon drum. No, okay, um, just so we're clear, that's not a giant C-clamp. I have the giant C-clamps that he wants. Those are All like right, he's got a baby. big clamp. Those are little baby C-clamps. But anyhow, uh, good. It's not a baby. It's a big <laughs> C-clamp, you Okay, idiot. what about it? He puts it in the Evaporust uh-huh. in the video. Yep. It gets, three, it gets three million views on Instagram. Dang. So what do I do? I... I go, oh man, I got the fucking setup. I start working on these black ravens. What I need is to put the deal with dropping something in a bucket. Don't know. So I I redo his post with a black raven. <laughs> I put it in, and as soon as I did it, I was I called him and I was like, dude, I just copied your fucking evaporo evaporust video. Yeah. I think this thing is gonna hit. And Instagram reels. <laughs> Nerd. Fuck I off. think me dunking this in this bucket's getting ready to smash. Well, his did, and yeah. his was dumber than mine. It was just a sequence. <laughs> oh boy. So I got a black raven and I yeah. just put it in and just yep. flicked That's my it. fingers. And That's Damn. it. And Instagram reels, they're really weird. There's like a week to two week delay on them, and I don't know why, huh. but there is. So like the first hour is really important. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, motherfucker. Go ahead. And then for some reason it picks up, and then it started yeah. fucking hitting and hitting and hitting. I always get a and, kick out of how excited you get about this. <laughs> well, so it's got 2.7 million views on Dang! it. Dang! And those views equated to 6,000 more followers. 
I thought you were going to say 60 cents. <laughs> I got no money from it. Um, but I don't understand that because you said you're on their program, right? Or you're not so, on their program. So believe me, I have looked and looked and looked. There are yeah, two programs. Yeah. So I'm only eligible to monetize on live videos through what? some sort of thing why? called bad. I don't know. Here's why. Here's fucking why. Instagram is scrambling right now. They really are, because yeah. if you look at your phone and you look at my phone and you look at yeah. Lucas's phone and my wife's phone, we're all we all we're all on Instagram. Yeah. There's a different version for every fucking person's phone. And I'm dead serious. Like, look at all your friends phones, even if you have the most updated version. Why so do you think that is? Because they they don't know what is sticking right now. They're like Dos Pistola. Uh, as soon as that episode aired, Dos Pistola's contacted me and he's like, dude, I just signed up for Reels, monetized yeah, Reels yeah, yeah. last and I, and I and he had like he had a screenshot. It was like hundreds yeah. of dollars from his reels just from views. And I Dang. was like searching and searching and searching because I had already had a million <laughs> view video. Yeah. hit. And I'm like, I need to fucking get on this stupid train. Yeah. And there is no rhyme or reason who gets what features. So Dre has a feature where she can put a whole bunch of stories into a reel. Yeah. My, my wife. Whenever you're on TikTok and you're, you get the preview and uh, everyone – if you're on their page, everything's like animated, right? It's like a, a half a second animation. Well, my wife's Instagram page has that real animation, and huh. then she had it for like two weeks, and I was like, let me see your fucking phone again over the weekend. It's gone. She didn't wow. do the update. Wow. So in, Instagram is trying to scramble. They're scrambling. They're chasing fucking TikTok right now. And they don't, and and I truly don't believe Welcome they know how. Well, to the metaverse. It, well, okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I don't think they know what's the best, so they're just trying a whole bunch of different things. That's why so, Dos Pistola can get money from reels. Yeah. That's why I can get money from badges. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, we listen, need to have we need to have listen. them back on. No, we I know don't you don't. Them. I know you don't want to. <laughs> I did, he did post a very cool story of. Uh, uh, I think it was a squirrel. He was walking a squirrel, or the squirrel was walking him, or it might have been his kid in his front yard. What? Yeah, he had this little squirrel on a leash. No, fucking no, he I'm didn't. I'm not joking. You are yes, so fucking jo- I'll anyway, watch his stuff. Come on, he did talk not about do that. Social media and all that crap a lot lately. But um, have you seen, it's so bizarre. I don't get it. I tried to get it. I've seen it on YouTube. Cause I sit and watch YouTube in the evenings late mm-hmm. and I, the metaverse commercials are creepy. Like I haven't, I seen, thought, I haven't seen any, I thought Charlie and the chocolate factory, the tunnel scene was creepy. Uh-huh. There's some scenes in the original wizard of Oz that are really creepy. Like just what? creepy. Yeah. Just weird, creepy things. Are you thinking about part two with the flying monkeys? I'm not. I'm thinking about the current, <laughs> no, the original there. These metaverse commercials are weird. What, like, all right, dial me in. What's going on? I haven't like, seen any. There's a paper mache tiger that goes, are you ready to go to the metaverse? And there's all these kids, like, dancing, and it's weird. Are they robots? No, I, you know, they all might be part of the Zuck robot army. <laughs> I don't know, Zuckerbots. Zuckerbots! <laughs> name of the episode, Zuckerbots! No, don't give him any more love. No, That's no enough. Shit, right? We already yeah. said welcome to the metaverse. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. 
Um, uh, and I, I appreciate all the constructive feedback from that episode. Apparently, I pissed some people off by saying don't demonize it. And, uh, you know, I, they wrote paragraphs and uh, essays to me. And I appreciate about what just my my thoughts on social media and all that shit. And ultimately, listen. do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Don't listen to us two idiots on here. We're just jackasses having fun, giving you something to fill your ears up with. You know what's That's funny? All. You know what's funny? And, and this is true about the other show that I was on that I got kicked off of. No <laughs> one. <laughs> no one what? No one contacts me. About because with you're any... not sane. You are a psychopath. Nobody it's wants to true. deal with your nonsense. It's not true. So they no go one... to the rational person. Oh, that you're fucking rational. You're and, an idiot. And they try to convey their their points and their views of what they think about the show, which is great. I love that. Give me all that feedback. Matter of fact, go to iTunes right now and give us all your. No, I'm just kidding. I don't give a shit how you guys rate this show. I don't care. We're not begging for reviews and all that shit. We just hope you guys are. We just hope you guys are having fun. That's all. Begging for reviews. Um, but <laughs> but yeah. no no one has ever contacted me with any criticism. Listen, period. I, I get legit. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do an episode. We're gonna do an episode. I'm gonna clear it with the people that contact me, where I actually get them on the show. And I don't know if some some of them probably will not do it because they're genuinely scared of your dumbass response or something. I don't know. But uh, we'll see if they'll come on the show. And why? Um, why would people be scared of my response? Because I you're I not a rational person. I am. Your number one answer is fuck off. <laughs> you don't like the way I do it. Fuck off. But anyhow, uh, I mean, uh, let's do some shout outs. Let's wrap this shindig up. I got to get back to work. I have a turkey that's ail. It's got an ailment right now. I need to go fix. You have an ailing um, turkey. I do. He something got a hold of him. Don't send me messages about my turkey. Something got a hold of him <laughs> and uh, tore him up pretty bad. And I got to go help him out. See if we can get him through this little rough patch. That's part of uh, living out on the the is farm, he gonna, though. Is he gonna make it? Um, he's probably has about a 10% chance making it. What? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. He's that, got a hole. Serious. Not to be grotesque or anything for the listeners, but he's got a hole about the size of a softball in the side of his body right now. Um, but yeah. what? Yeah. We got bobcats, coyotes, foxes, hawks, all that shit. It's part of having birds. But anyway, um, let's, let's give somebody a quick shout out before we, end this episode roy who do you have oh dude putting me on the fucking spot uh um uh, I'll, I'll go with uh mike miller operator 1975 double the guy bit that kicked you off the podcast double bit axe co no dude he and i we've made up we've I'm made up you guys um, are now friendly you know That's we don't good. we don't talk nearly as much as we did right um and like truthfully mike miller is probably <clears throat> One of, if not the most knowledgeable guys out there about axes. If you go online and you look up any sort of axe, back in the day he has a fucking a blurb about it, and he gets a he gets a lot of attention because he's not nice on online, and that's why I really liked him because he was blunt. <laughs> he was exactly like you. <laughs> well, he was blunt and to the point. Yeah. And 
he and I became friends over the years, and he has the most impressive axe collection that I have ever seen. And I give a lot of people a lot of shit about being axe nerds or whatever. Uh, he is axe nerd number one, and he has an amazing collection. And I guess that makes me a fucking axe nerd too. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. Wait, do you guys actually know statistics on who has the biggest axe collection? In terms of volume, no. no. I mean, there no. could be some old guy in Wisconsin. Ex- with- exactly. I mean, I've got 1,100 axes right now. 11, uh, 1,500. Um, he's, yeah. He's got, uh, he's got a whole bunch. Really? He's got a whole fucking bunch. Yeah, he's got. You like, think there's somebody out there with like 10,000 axes? Yes. And, you know, there was actually a story. Of a guy in the Northwest that had that's the Sasquatch documentary. <laughs> that's the Sasquatch documentary tying it back to the Northwest. Uh, He's out there just cool. axe murdering everyone. He's like fucking ninja. Just <laughs> this isn't Mike Miller, by the way. That's no, not who we're not, talking no. about. Just just fucking. I'm gonna give a shout out to my buddy Zach Gillenwater. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at the Tradesman's Corner. Oh, I know I've that guy. Fr- I've been friends with him for a very long time. We. Uh, He's been to my place a bunch of times. I went to his place a bunch of times. He just recently, I went up there to pick up a very, very cool drill press that I'm going to restore that's like mind-boggling, insanely cool. And um, he actually sold me a bunch of other really cool shit that he had with, uh, along with this 300-pound, six-foot cast iron wheel that ran. I'm looking at the wheel right now. Yeah, I bought that. That The same day he bought it, that wheel. The it's same got a day kid he standing got it. next to it. It looks like yeah, me. that's his that's his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually exactly what you would look like if you stood next to this. <laughs> but no, Zach Gillenwater, go follow him. He sells on eBay a lot. Um, the Tradesman's Corner. He sells a lot of hand tools, lots of really cool oddball stuff. Um, it's not stuff that uh, I'm necessarily into, but he's uh, uh, he does a lot of really, really cool restorations on old hand tools. And he's an amazing, great, very nice, kind, cool guy. He's been over my place a bunch of times. We've hung out a bunch. And I just love him. He's great. So, yeah, go follow The Tradesman's Corner I think on Instagram. I, I think I bought an axe from him a while Yeah, he gets a, a lot of, of really good ago. stuff. He's up in, um, in uh, Lancaster County in PA, which is like – dead nuts yeah. in the middle of uh amish country so he has yeah, all country. these really great uh barns that he goes and picks up there local guys that he has but he comes across some really cool stuff and yeah he doesn't do this really cool shit yeah he doesn't do it for a living but um he's uh he might as well start doing it for a living because he's great i think he's a graphic designer by trade or something like that but he enjoys the process of even like the simplest little thing that i would never do like a lot of people say they would never restore a power hammer i would never restore a handsaw (laughs) (laughs) he he restores he restores handsaws and just like crazy weird oddball things there's no one thing that he's he just loves old tools and he's got a great ebay store and i think he does really well on that so yeah that's it. Anything else, Roy, before we go? Uh, speaking of eBay stuff, just a big shout out to fucking our buddy Phil. Phil, yeah, uh, Phil. Antique Anvil Tools and whatever is left, what his fucking Instagram is. What is it? Phil something. Phil's Anvils and Antiques. I love that guy. Seriously. Yeah, Phil's the best. <clears throat> Such a good guy. 
He is the absolute best. He's he's so, going to do a bunch more hanging out with us next year, too. He's coming to make camp for the whole week again. He only came for one day, but he wants to go for the mm-hmm. whole week this time or weekend, whatever it ends up so, being. Phil, um, Phil, if you're listening, I know you're not. Phil doesn't listen. Phil doesn't listen. He's not a podcast guy. Phil, if you're listening, anytime you have a Black Raven come up for sale, <laughs> hit me up first. Listen, hit me up he first. He can't do that. You know, he gets the best, the best of the best tools, whether it comes to blacksmithing or axes or whatever. I know. He gets such nice stuff. I know. I'm very good friends with Phil. Been friends with him a long time. I've never bought a single thing from him. Really? <laughs> yeah, because you can go right on. We've traded, which I still yeah. owe Phil something. But you can go, uh, you know, he does very well on eBay, and he'd just rather take his nice shit and put it right on eBay. And but, he and I talked about it at Maker Camp. It's like yeah. it's, it's like going to the casino you never really know what you're gonna get <laughs> let me tell you phil looks at his phil i want to say phil i'm not i'm not doing any disservice to him i think phil's in his 60s mm-hmm. and um he looks at his phone more than anybody i've ever seen because <laughs> he gets like a slot this, machine yes that's exactly right he said these little chimes come on he goes oh that's a bid oh that's a bid <laughs> oh that's a sale because he has tons of items on ebay oh yeah Um, And he does really well on there, as he should, because he's getting like the most primo, primo shit. And his audience just isn't Instagram. His audience is eBay. He has a huge, huge audience on there. And people wait for him to post shit. And he gets top, top dollar for it. I mean, I know because he never puts he never puts junk up there. No, he doesn't even bother that he gives us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Phil, Give us all your broken shit. Seriously. Brand new stuff. Yeah. But anyway, um, Thanks again to our uh, great sponsor of this episode, the guys over at That Works YouTube channel. Check them out. I know I work with them and it's kind of weird, but anyway, That Works YouTube channel. We just hit, they just hit 700,000 subs. That is crazy. They're Congratulations. A bunch of really, really great content for you guys right now. Really awesome videos um there's gonna be one featuring me coming soon with oh anvil, god no no the anvil restoration that uh please don't my good sing buddy pat don't quinn sing. <laughs> don't sing. no one wants to hear the that. bridge anvil from cma which there's only uh Ooh. nine of the one from johnstown there's only nine of them in existence that they know about so we're doing a full restoration build video on that F- build video full restoration doesn't matter whatever it's coming. Thank you, thank you all for listening. Hope everybody had an amazing Thanksgiving. We're going to keep the shows going all the way up until the end of the year. Maybe oh, yeah. Until next year. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, next week, look out for Will Stelter, ladies and gentlemen. Hot dog. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap on the X and I Podcast.